Welcome to the Well Women Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Peterson, and I'm incredibly honored you're tuning in today. This is a space where we explore health and wholeness from a kingdom perspective and believe wellness begins from a place of identity in Christ. I'm the host of Well Women Co. Podcast, author of Food Freedom, Stop Hiding and Uncover Who You're Meant to Be, wife and mom of one with one on the way. I overcame a decade of struggling with body image, insecurity, and a poor relationship with food. It was through a miraculous encounter and discovering and implementing practical health tactics that began and continued to transform my life from the inside out. Now I'm passionate about all things health and wholeness for women when it comes to her faith, her family, her body, and her calling. Wherever you are in your pursuit of wholeness, I believe there are divine solutions to help you become the well woman you are called to be. If you're like me, you hunger for substance, authenticity, and an end to the self-help fluff. You're looking for realistic lifestyle changes and an end to the wellness roller coaster of diet culture or popular opinion. Join me for a faith-filled, soul-nourishing conversations along with our special guest episodes where we share faith-fueled wisdom and practical tactics to take your health and healing journey to the next level from the inside out. Welcome to the Well Woman Co. Podcast, together seeking health from a kingdom perspective and becoming the well woman we're destined to be. This episode is sponsored by my latest book, Food Freedom, Stop Hiding and Uncover Who You're Meant to Be. I wrote this book after overcoming a secret, decade-long battle with disordered eating and lots of health challenges. This is a short, practical, and entertaining read that includes my personal testimony of food freedom and how you can experience total freedom in this area of your life as well, along with my four pillars of vibrant health an actionable, science-backed, Bible-based blueprint to remove the confusion that so often comes with diet culture and trying to nourish our bodies. You'll have the tools to take your health to the next level through faith-filled, practical steps wherever you are in your health and wellness journey, and uncover the confidence to model holistic wellness to your family and those around you. Say goodbye to fad diets and confusing health advice and breathe in the joy and new life that comes with pursuing our original design and a loving creator. Grab your copy today at wellwomenco.com or on Amazon. Well, welcome back, my friend, to the Well Women Co. podcast. We are in the middle of this Kingdom Health series, which has been so much fun. And the next couple episodes, four to be exact, are going to be solo shows with me and myself. So I will try to keep it fun and upbeat for you. And what I'd love to do is with these amazing guests that we've had on, so much fun, so much nitty gritty, I want to zoom out a little bit and talk about the four pillars of vibrant health. And these are based on my book, Food Freedom, Stop Hiding and Uncover Who You're Meant to Be. And I really believe that these four pillars of vibrant health are the most critical when it comes to our well-being. Because we all know health can be confusing. And really my goal in writing this book and in sharing these few episodes with you within this Kingdom Health series is to simplify health to something we can easily self-assess. We can identify and we can continue to pursue vibrant health in our own lives based on what we need 
and not what someone else deems as superior. And that's one thing I really honor about the guests that we've had on on this series is they're bringing the nitty gritty, the practical and the tactical health advice. And all of them have this perspective of we have what we have inside of us. We have what we need inside of us to heal, to be well. And how our current system is set up is to be reliant on something or someone else. And that's not bad to have experts, to have support in a medical field, for instance. But I believe that there's so much that we can learn and there's so many proactive things we can do in our own health to really take responsibility and start looking at, okay, what's the root issue here and how can we heal from the inside out? And so today, what I also like about these four pillars of vibrant health and why I want to zoom out for a few weeks is that we're going to explore the spiritual principles behind each of these practical health components. Because like we've discussed so many times on this podcast, we are three-part beings. We have a body, we have a spirit, and we have a soul. And to ignore any one of these components of ourselves, it leads to imbalances. And unfortunately, in the church community, uh, rarely is health addressed, at least in my experience. And conversely, the most knowledgeable health experts still can fall short without addressing spiritual roots. So, and what I mean by that is they're the expert in the diagnosis, but sometimes we miss that there's a spiritual root to a physical diagnosis. And so that's what I think this next few episodes will just shed light on of, okay, how are these four pillars of vibrant health, how do they apply spiritually? And how do we tackle both the spiritual side of this and the physical, practical aspect of this? So after each one of these episodes with just me, myself, and I, and you, we're going to leave with a greater understanding of the practical ways we can pursue vitality in our own health status, and also how to connect to Jesus in a deeper way while we do that. So as a reminder, if you've not grabbed my book on Amazon, Food Freedom, Stop Hiding and Uncover Who You're Meant to Be, you can do that on Amazon. You can also do that on my website, wellwomenco.com, and all that info will be in the show notes. And also, sort of a fun heads up for you is the next four episodes, I'm pretty much taking content straight from my book. So if what I'm sharing in the next four episodes resonates with you, then the book will be extra helpful because it's just going to add on to that. So I didn't really create any new content for these episodes. I'm pretty much pulling it out of my book. So that will be fun for you and be a little sneak peek. So the first pillar we're going to talk about is nurturing your soul. So we're going to talk about our soul, our mind, and how that impacts our physical health and what spiritual ramifications there are. Uh, In the book, Food Freedom, I share this quote by James Allen. He says this, All that a man achieves and all that he fails to achieve is a direct result of his own thoughts. That's really profound. And I see that truth backed up in scripture that our minds and what we dwell on will bring life or death. And the most sobering thing about that is I don't think there's much in between. I feel like we're either focusing on growing, we're either increasing in our knowledge of truth or we're decreasing in it. And that impacts our bodies as well and our health. And so I want to just briefly kind of touch on my story a little bit, my testimony, and how that relates to my own soul health, my own spiritual health. Many of you might already know that I was saved at three, meaning I gave my life 
to the Lord at three years old. It's literally my earliest memory, which I'm so grateful for that. However, it's really taken me a lifetime to train my thought life to match up with the reality of my soul being saved and my spirit being saved. I experienced some rejection in my early years, and that led to insecurity and bitterness. Um, and through, you know, just growing up and adolescence and becoming a young adult, I feel like because of some of those earlier years in my life of feeling rejection from close family members, even if it was unintentional, I picked that up in my own being and my own self as someone who, well, I must lack significance. I feel like I lacked beauty. I could never keep up. And I mean, that's just a reality in our world, right? With what we're bombarded with constantly in marketing, we can't, we literally can't keep up with the standard that is being projected to us. And so I struggle with that, especially when I was younger. I didn't understand that. I took a very different educational path. I never graduated from college. And so sometimes that lingered in the back of my mind of like, man, I'm not intelligent enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't have the resources I need to be successful in life. And I didn't understand how to identify emotions. I felt like because I knew the Lord, I grew up in a Christian family. I had a lot of Christian friends. I understood like the truth of the word of God. And I thought that's all I needed. But what I was lacking is the ability of this emotional IQ, like the ability to assess, okay, what am I actually feeling right now? Because as, again, growing up in a Christian culture, it was sort of like, well, just pray it away. Just ask the Lord to take care of it. Ask for forgiveness. Whatever the spiritual protocol was, I did that. But I forgot and I was unaware that the Lord cares deeply, too, about our emotional health, about our mental health. And through growing up, I was not equipped with the tools to understand how to identify emotions and even place importance on them. Not like emotions need to rule us or dictate our attitude or our choices. However, they're important and the Lord wants to be part of that. So here's an example. I had a really high spiritual IQ, but a very low emotional IQ. And that caused problems. And what I talked about earlier with our thoughts dictating what we do or what we don't do. Well, because I ignored a lot of my the health of my soul, I allowed a lot of these toxic thoughts to dwell in my brain. Therefore, the result of my life was not conducive to where I wanted to go. My health suffered. Um, my relationships suffered. My self-confidence probably took the biggest hit of all. And so these thoughts of, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not intelligent enough, I don't have the resources I need to be successful, all of these thoughts were swirling around in my head and those were the thoughts that I watered and that was not helpful. And so the thing that I talk about in Food Freedom and what I want to share with you today is how do we identify these toxic thoughts? And for me in my own life, I had to look back and say, okay, what toxic thoughts have gripped me? And I'm, as I'm asking myself these questions, I really want to ask you these questions. So as I share these questions that I had to walk through myself, I want you to actually listen and tune in and see if you can allow the Holy Spirit to bring things to mind. Because I believe that identifying these toxic thoughts is literally the first component to health. Like it is step one 
on your healing journey, whether that's emotional or physical. So I'll ask these questions to you. What toxic thoughts have gripped you? What opportunities have you bypassed, even in the last year or so? What book haven't you written? How long have you dreaded clothes shopping, for instance? Or what business or ministry have you not begun? These are just examples of questions that if we have answers to them, it might clue us in that we are allowing ourselves to dwell on thoughts that are not life-giving. So the process that I walk you through in the book and that I want to do in short here is help you identify like what are these toxic thoughts in your life. And for me, when I did this work about five years ago, after having this miraculous encounter with the Lord where he really set me free from this eating disorder after having my daughter, I had to wrestle with these questions myself. And for me, it really came to like two toxic thoughts that surfaced. And the first one was, I'm unqualified. Like, I am unqualified. I'm just a, you know, dumb, ugly, stay-at-home mom with nothing to offer the world. And, you know, sharing that now is a little less painful. But when I first verbalized that and wrote that up, it was really painful to admit. But that's a key, an indication that you're getting close to a toxic thought, that you are narrowing down specifically the lie that the enemy has you believing, even unknowingly. So I encourage you, it might feel ugly, it might feel icky to confess that or get that out, but I'm telling you, freedom is on the other side of that. So again, my first toxic thought that really boiled down to was I'm just unqualified. And then the second one that I identified was, you know what? Even if I tried, I won't succeed. My dreams are selfish, they're unimportant. I am not going to succeed. I'm going to fail. Like this whole fear of failure. So imagine if I am even subconsciously thinking these thoughts that I am unqualified. I have nothing to offer. And even if I tried, I'm going to fail. That is a recipe for disaster, right? Feeling the feelings of being unqualified and unvaluable. And for you, your toxic thoughts might be something completely different, but it's just as important to identify those things. I want to read just a short excerpt from my book, Food Freedom. Says this, every sneaky and toxic thought is a false prophecy that is only manifested when unidentified and pacified. Coddling wrong thinking does not work. Healing calls for a complete and utter destruction of toxicity using intelligent warfare. There's only one way to ensure that a toxic thought doesn't rob our destiny. Disarm them with the truth and train our brain to think about things that are good noble, true, and right. Philippians 4.8. The accuser can only steal, kill, and destroy us. Zechariah 3.1 and John 10.10. His goal is to separate me from truth and love. Allow the Holy Spirit to reveal any toxic thoughts you've been gripped with. Use the truth of the word of God and disarm them by identifying and saying out loud the truth. So that's the end of my little excerpt for you. So this is my thoughts on life and how this actually impacts our physiology. So how our thoughts, how our soul health actually impacts our physical health. So our body's physiology literally responds to our thoughts. And when I started to understand this and study this more in depthly, I'm telling you, like my world was rocked because 
I started to understand that our thoughts about our food, for instance, are as important as the food we eat. Think about that for a second. Like the thoughts about our food, when we're eating our food, when we're enjoying our food, if we're feeling guilt or shame when we're eating, that's literally going to impact how our body is metabolizing the food that we are eating, even if it is a healthier food. So that should give us a little bit of a wake-up call. And in the book, I talk about this um, phrase called operating instead of operate. <laughs> like we need to operate out of love, which I think of as abundance when it comes to eating, for instance, nourishing our bodies or fear scarcity. And whether we are operating out of love and abundance or fear and scarcity directly affects our health directly affects our body composition, directly affects the health of our cells, directly affects our hormone um, balance and imbalance. If you listen to our episode with Dr. Liz a few episodes back, she talked about how stress impacts hormones. So the whole point here is that we are so interconnected and a lot of us just want the protocol, we want the plan, but we forget that our thought life is just as important as we begin to implement these best practices in our health. And I want to talk about quickly that our thoughts trigger fight or flight, right? So fight or flight is a state that our bodies get in where our heart rate increases, our saliva and our digestion slows down, our pupils dilate, our muscles contract. So essentially it's like a state of stress. And our thoughts alone can trigger that. How that impacts our health if we are chronically dwelling on thoughts that are not life-giving, that are not pure or lovely or admirable or excellent, it's impacting our body, our physical beings. But the cool thing is our thoughts can also trigger and speaking out the truth out loud is a special secret sauce to that, can also trigger a mode our bodies switch to called rest and digest. So rest and digest is a favorable mode your body gets in where your muscles relax, your digestion actually increases, and so ideally you're eating in a state of rest and digest because then think about it, your enzymatic um, actions, your enzymes, your digestion, like it's all firing, it's able to metabolize the food and actually um, take up those nutrients, those vitamins, those minerals that you're ingesting and use them correctly in your body. Your body heat increases, your body is able to detox properly, and you're also in a more fertile state. And so your hormone balance um, can be more to homeostasis in this rest and digest. And we know that we can't be in rest and digest all the time. That would not be healthy either. But the fact is that most of us operate primarily in a fight or flight state. And this gets triggered with our thoughts. And so let's talk a little bit about like the spiritual principle with why your thought life is so Im important. Romans 12, 2 says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. This first pillar, again, is all about nourishing your soul because I feel like if there's one place that you start, it's with nurturing your soul. It's with taking care to think about things that are true. 
And it says it right here in Romans 12 too, like when God transforms us into a new person, he does it by the medium of our mind, not losing weight, not even getting healthier in our body or not even changing our diet yet. He says, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way we think. And that is really profound. If we don't just look at that at face value, but we actually start to implement that into our lives. Because I believe health begins with identity. Identity in whose we are and who we are in Christ. This verse in Proverbs 18.21, I think is so powerful and really, I could probably have just read this verse and just said, yep, here's pillar number one. It says this, words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. Proverbs 18.21. That's in the Bible, people. Words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. Our thoughts are literally poison or they're literally healing balm to our bodies and we get to choose. And so I would just encourage us to start to monitor what comes out of our mouths. And even if it's true, like I'm afraid of XYZ, I hate XYZ, I can't stand XYZ. All these phrases we say that might be true. How can we say that in a way that actually is highlighting the truth? So maybe I'm scared of a virus, okay? I'm concerned that there is a virus going around, but I'm choosing to stand in faith that my body will be well and my household will be well. And so I'm grateful for the truth in the word of God that says that I am healed in the name of Jesus and that by his stripes I am healed. So we can still acknowledge and we don't have to bypass like what we're actually feeling, right? That's part of this whole thing is I, is naming and identifying our feelings, right? Our emotions. But we can still speak out of our mouths. So there's a difference between facts and what is true. The fact could be, I'm scared of a virus. <laughs> but the truth is that in Christ, we are a new creation and by his stripes, we are healed. So he's already made the provision for our healing. So even though we might feel something is tr- is a fact, we can still declare out of our mouths the truth. Does that make sense? The kind of differentiator, because again, what we think and what we say, what comes out of our mouth will dictate whether we are choosing life that day in that instance, in that hour, or whether we're choosing death. So here's a few takeaways practically to increase rest and digest. Okay, not only in our physiology, how do we increase our digestion? How do we increase and support hormone balance? How do we um, properly metabolize the food that we're eating? Okay, so not only that, but how can we actually lean into a healthy soul? How can we identify our emotions and honor our emotions and let the Lord minister to us in that place and be vulnerable with those in our community about what's actually going on in our minds and our emotions because that's important too. We don't have to make everything, you know, push, brush everything under the rug. So six quick things that we can do to increase this rest and digest in our lives is number one, media fast. And, you know, in this day and age, we are just bombarded with ads and images all the time. We really have to be intentional to just take a day out of the week or a week out of the month or an hour out of the day, however you feel is best for you. But to intentionally say, no, I'm turning it off. I'm shutting down the outside influence and I'm tuning into my emotional health and I'm tuning into the truth and just 
enjoying time with the Lord, with my friends, with my family. For me, I really worked hard to be diligent at just shutting my phone off one day a week. And this, I'm telling you, after that 24 hours, it's like, I don't even care. (laughs) I don't care what's going on. I don't care um, about anything anymore that's being marketed to me. And it's sort of a way to like unhook yourself from the drama and the constant noise. Number two, I would encourage biblical meditation. And I break this down a lot more in my book um, about how to actually do this. But You know, meditation in the Eastern philosophy is sort of emptying your mind, right? Or like saying one mantra over and over to just empty your mind. But biblical meditation, in short, is just filling your mind with the truth. So maybe you read a chapter in the Bible and there's just one phrase. It doesn't even be a whole scripture. There's one phrase, one word that sticks out to you in the word of God. Well, get in a quiet spot, quiet your mind, invite the Holy Spirit into that space and begin to just meditate on the truth of the word of God. Fill your mind with the truth of the word of God and allow him to renew your mind. Allow him to speak to you, refresh you, and really touch those places that maybe feel weary in your life or in your soul. Um, Number three, breath work. I'm not going to go into it right now, but how we breathe makes a profound difference in our health and even our mental health. So um, just breathing in deeply and exhaling slowly, like noticing your breath. Are you breathing really shallow? Um, are you, you know, not taking full breaths? And this is like, isn't like we're like, like all day long. That's not realistic. And that's actually not even healthy. <laughs> But just taking little pauses throughout the day to notice your breath, to take, you know, six to 10 deep breaths. Maybe it's while you're driving. Maybe it's in the morning getting your kids out to school and it's just always a stressful time. Notice your breath, check in and get in tune with that. And that can actually help calm down your nervous system and put you in a state of rest and digest. Number four is prayer pretty self-explanatory. It's just having a conversation with the Lord throughout the day. It's not like you have to have be in your quiet little prayer closet with the lights dimmed and everyone quiet in your house and a candle lit to talk to the Lord. You can do it in the midst of the chaos in your day, in the midst of making dinner for your family, in the midst of studying for an exam. It's just inviting him into those spaces and having a conversation throughout the day. Number five, journaling. This is actually one of my favorite ways to pray. I love to just sit down with the Lord, ask him a question or after I read a scripture and just write down what I feel like he is saying to my heart. And it's a way that encourages uh, my own heart. I look back and I'm like, wow, that wasn't just my own mind writing down. Like that was from the Lord. And that encourages me later after the fact. And it's just a way to process um, throughout the day. I think that act of physically writing, kind of that cathartic practice is really helpful too, just to slow down your body, slow down your mind and encourage rest and digest. And then the last thing, number six is self-care. And I have this phrase that says we, when we recreate, we recreate when we recreate. Okay. So the word recreation Well, it can be broken down into recreate. And so finding something that just brings you joy, just drawing, painting, making a beautiful meal, going
going on a walk in nature, like whatever, organizing your closet. I don't know why, but organizing rooms in my house brings me <laughs> insane amount of joy. So I do it. Um, but whatever that thing is for you, just remember you recreate when you recreate. So it's incredibly important that you do that. So that is the first pillar, my friends, of vibrant health is nurturing your soul. So today we talked about the importance of thoughts, how to identify toxic thoughts, how to replace those things, um, and the importance of how God transforms our lives is literally through our brains and literally through acknowledging our emotions and inviting him into that area of our lives. Um, We just went through the six really practical ways to encourage soul health, to encourage this mode of rest and digest more often in our lives. I hope this was helpful. Stay tuned for the next episode. We're going to talk about the four pillars of vibrant health, how to eat to live. So we're going to get into the nitty gritty about eating and nutrition. And I bet you're curious of like, okay, what is she going to say for relating to that spiritually? Like what's the spiritual principle in eating and nutrition? Well, I'm excited to share that with you, but thanks again for tuning in to this episode. Remember, you can grab your copy of Food Freedom at my website, wellwomenco.com, or you can just order it on Amazon. It'll be to your house in two days. Food Freedom, stop hiding and uncover who you're meant to be. As always, I love, love, love hearing your ladies' feedback, so you can always tag me at wellwomenco. On Instagram, you can send me an email, connect at wellwomenco.com and let me know, like, how are these conversations helping? Um, What are things that you want to hear more of, et cetera, et cetera. So have a great day. Remember, you are worthy of being well. You are a kingdom woman and created for great things. We'll talk to you next time.